Joshua chapter 11. When Jabin, king of Hazor, heard of this, he sent word to Jobab, king of Madon, to the kings of Shimron and Akshaph, and to the northern kings who were in the mountains, in the Arabah, south of Kinnereth, in the western foothills, and in Naphoth, Dor, to the west, to the Canaanites in the east and west, to the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, and Jebusites in the hill country, and to the Hivites below Mount Hermon in the region of Mizpah. They came out with all of their troops and a large number of horses and chariots, a huge army, as numerous as the sand on the seashore. All of these kings joined forces and made camp together at the waters of Merom to fight against Israel. The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them, because by this time tomorrow I'll hand all of them slain over to Israel. You are to hamstring their horses and burn their chariots. So Joshua and his whole army came against them suddenly at the waters of Merom, and they attacked them. And the Lord gave them into the hand of Israel. They defeated them and pursued them all the way to greater Sidon, to Mishrephoth, Maim, and to the valley of Mizpah on the east, until no survivors were left. Joshua did to them as the Lord had directed. He hamstrung their horses and burned their chariots. At that time, Joshua turned back and captured Hazor and put its king to the sword. Hazor had been the head of all of these kingdoms. Everyone in it they put to the sword. They totally destroyed them, not sparing anyone who breathed, and he burned Hazor itself. Joshua took all of these royal cities and their kings and put them to the sword. He totally destroyed them as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded. Yet Israel did not burn any of the cities built on their mounds except Hazor, which Joshua burned. The Israelites carried off for themselves all of the plunder and livestock of these cities, but all of the people they put to the sword until they completely destroyed them, not sparing anyone who breathed. As the Lord commanded his servant Moses, so Moses commanded Joshua, and Joshua did it. He left nothing undone of all that the Lord had commanded Moses. So Joshua took his entire army and and captured the land, the hill country, all the Negev, the whole region of Goshen, the western foothills, the Arabah, and the mountains of Israel with their foothills, from Mount Helak, which rises toward Seir, to Baal Gad in the valley of Lebanon below Mount Hermon. He captured all of their kings and put them to death. Joshua waged war against all of these kings for a long time. Except for the Hivites living in Gibeon, not one city made a treaty of peace with the Israelites, who took them all in battle. For it was the Lord himself who hardened their hearts to wage war against Israel, so that he might destroy them totally, exterminating them without mercy, as the Lord had commanded Moses. At that time, Joshua went and destroyed the Anakites from the hill country, from Hebron, Debir, and Anab, and from all the hill country of Judah, from all the hill country of Israel. Joshua totally destroyed them and their towns. No Anakites were left in Israelite territory. Only in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod did any survive. 
So Joshua took the entire land, just as the Lord had directed Moses, and he gave it as an inheritance to Israel, according to their tribal divisions. Then the land had rest from war. And so we read of, once again, a confederation of kings that arose. And to our modern ears, it sounds funny that individual cities had kings. You know, we think of a a mayor over a city, perhaps. But these were nation-states that featured one major city with some little surrounding towns. They were individual countries. The Promised Land was not filled uh, with one nationality or or one kingdom. It was a confederation, a loose confederation of many nation-state cities. And so these individual cities functioned as um, individual countries. Perhaps the Vatican um, would be an example of a city uh, that's a nation state. And so it's, uh, it's a little strange to us, but this this huge confederation of kings rose up to fight, uh, this time the largest army Israel had yet faced. And the Lord said to Joshua in verse 6, Do not be afraid of them, because by this time tomorrow I will hand all of them slain over to Israel. You are to hamstring their horses and burn their chariots. And so this um, hamstringing the horses and burning their chariots was a total annihilation of their army, and it would prevent any potential survivors from waging war with Israel again. So Joshua and his army came against them at the waters of Merom. They attacked them, and the Lord gave them into the hands of Israel. The Bible says they defeated them until no survivors were left. And so this entire confederation was defeated. Then there's an interesting note in verse 20. It says, It was the Lord himself who hardened their hearts to wage war against Israel so that he might destroy them totally. And so just like the Lord had done with Pharaoh in Egypt, causing him his heart to be hardened and for him to turn against Israel for God's purposes, the Lord hardened the hearts of these individual kings so that Israel could come against them and exterminate them without mercy. We uh, don't judge the Lord When we, again, hear this with our Western ears, it sounds funny, but this was the word of the Lord to Moses, and Joshua carried it out. In verse 21, it says, at that time, Joshua went and destroyed the Anakites. Now, the Anakites were giants. These were um, uh, the remnants of the giants, and he destroyed them all over Israel territory, except in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. And you may remember that um, later, there's going to be a Goliath Uh, a giant named Goliath from Gath. And so these Anakites, Goliath and his family were apparently Anakites. And so Joshua took the entire land with the exception of Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. And um, uh, then the land had rest from war. So Lord, we thank you that um, uh, you had encompassed all of the armies that came against Israel with your righteous judgment that Israel was able to defeat them All of them were utterly eradicated, destroyed. No matter the size of the army, the armies of God prevailed because the God of Israel prevailed. And so, Lord, we ask you that you would watch over our nation, that you would watch over our country. May we align ourselves with you and your principles and your purposes. May we once again be known as a a one nation under God. Lord, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Jesus, Jesus, our Lord and Savior. We pray in his name. Amen.